You're listening to the Don't Suffer Like Us podcast, hosted by Kimberly Fujitaki and Thea Pichelle. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Suffer Like Us podcast. We are here to talk about the cliches again on our second episode out of five. And today we are going to be talking about Asmita. Ooh. <laughs> so Asmita is the idea that we identify with this ego that is consuming us, <laughs> that is poisoning <laughs> us, because the clichés are the poisons um, that lead to suffering. So ego has a lot of different meanings in different mm-hmm. contexts. So sometimes it's hard to like decipher which which ego this is causing suffering because... So there's the ego, like the Western concept of ego, or the psychological concept of ego, that, that is I, that is the motivation behind us and our existence because without our ego, we would be dead um, because it's what informs us um, of our, our physical needs or our environmental needs. So, but when we're talking about the ego in um, like an Indian philosophy or in an Eastern philosophy sort of way, we're talking about the over-identification with the I. Mm. I am this, I am that, I need. Um, so the ego, one ego is about survival and the other ego is about uh, identities identity self-importance yes mm-hmm. self-importance so <clears throat> i think that this has definitely contributed to a lot of my suffering in my life is <laughs> is mm-hmm. identifying with the certain titles right i identify as you know a chef a yoga teacher a sister a wife uh, you know, an aunt, a daughter. like a daughter, <laughs> exactly. Like all these things are intertwined in me that make me show up in a certain way for certain groups of people, right? A friend, mm-hmm. a podcaster, like all these things, right? Some people have very narrow, you know, ideas of like what they are. And I experienced that a lot when I was working as a chef. Mm-hmm. My identity as a chef was very interwoven into who I had been in my early 20s. It was something that was extremely meaningful to me. I worked 16 hours a day. Like, it was my life, you know, everything that I did. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I got laid off. Mm-hmm. So, boom. All of a sudden, your restaurant is gone. Your work is gone your life you know that you spend 60 a place where you spend 16 hours a day every day is not available to you anymore Mm -hmm. and I went through a lot of suffering intense deep physical suffering mental suffering like because of that and it was because my identity was so interwoven into being a chef and working in a restaurant that it was very very difficult for me to detach from that and i had a lot of suffering occur 
because of that. And it actually was one of the catalysts that led me to my yoga practice, which in turn led me to my yoga teaching. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the idea that we are supposed to be so many things to others and to, you know, our profession and our society and our expectations, it creates suffering. I mean, I felt it intensely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can feel yeah. it right now just talking about it, you know? Like, but also being able to remove that, those titles and just yeah. like be be in my own body and be just, you know, yeah, Kimberly, you know, has made it so that those other things that I do, they're important and a part of yeah. my life and they're still constitute portions of me, but it's not everything. Yeah. I, you know, like that, those, the moment that I lost that job was like, felt like the end of my life. You mm-hmm. know? Like I could not, I cannot imagine what was going to happen to me next. Oh yeah, you know, and and I think that there's a lot of those times like the, that nobody really even tells you about, especially when you're younger. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, you think when you have your first boyfriend, you're like, oh my god, I love him so much, so wonderful, blah blah blah, and then you break up, and it's like, oh, the world is <laughs> over. <laughs> you know, but then something else happens, and it's okay. You know, like. We go yeah. through these cycles of suffering because we have, have attached this role or this yeah. title or this ego that this importance of whatever thing that we're identifying with that leads us to suffer because things end, you know? Yeah. Well, I know. Change, yeah. you know? I know for me, like a lot, I've, I've suffered a great deal, Kimberly. Let's have a suffering competition. <laughs> I'm kidding, but Kimberly and I have adequately named this. Podcast. Why have we named our <laughs> podcast what we have named it? You know, but you know, like I, I would say, you know, this I can definitely see a cycle for myself in this. Um, like Kimberly, I'm going to make an I am statement. <laughs> I am. I, well, I'm going to go with something else. I have a tendency to over-identify with what I am doing. Like I allow my work to define me yeah. or in the past. And many, many, um, many of us do. And, you know, like when my, when I was losing my yoga studio due to gentrification and the changing of the ownership of the building where my studio was, you know, I suffered when I worked at various yoga studios and they closed or the contract changed and I needed to move on. I suffered when the pandemic happened, (laughs) you know, and all of a sudden it was crickets with my yoga teacher, my yoga students and uh, my hypnotherapy practice. And I could no longer be, I am this, right. I am a yoga teacher. I am a hypnotherapist. This is what I do. This is what I always do. Mm -hmm. Like it created, you know, created suffering. And like during that time, I started to, to write a lot to, to, um, to just have some level of the world to control, right? To ease my suffering a little bit. Um, and if I have to write a, bi- a writer's bio, then I might say I am. But when people in general ask me things, I'll say, I write, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's no longer, I've, I've shifted, I feel this shift after the pandemic. I don't know about you, Kimberly, where it's like, I do this, but that am doesn't feel as as significant mm-hmm. now. Well, but I mean, then I think, go ahead. Oh, go ahead when you lose certain things that are 
like I like that's the same kind of idea yeah I have as as a chef you know like that the idea is like I I am a chef oh I will always whether I work in a restaurant or not like I will always be that you know like and but I don't need to overly identify with it and if it doesn't if it's not working it doesn't mean that I'm not still chef you know right that's that's what I learned in that experience it's like even if I'm not teaching yoga like I'm still a yoga teacher like you know and and I still hold all of these very important truths about what I do and who I am but it doesn't mean that it if I'm not doing that I'm less that's what I feel like you know like the ego will tell me that because I'm not making a lot of money or because I'm not filling my classes and have, you know, a full roster that, that I'm a failure, you know, because those things are also true that we put on ourselves too. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. I'm a failure. I'm not making any money, you know, like those are things that I've have identified with that. I also, and those cause me to suffer too, you know, and, and if we can detach ourselves from, you know, having to control everything because we don't have control of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> we suffer less. We suffer, you know, less. And I've found, yeah. you know, that I didn't have necessarily the immense suffering that I had at losing my chef job when the pandemic hit and I lost the majority of my work as a yoga teacher. Yeah. Like, it it wasn't as as detrimental to me, like, because I had that experience of the other part, you know, like, and everybody is going to be different. And I think that, you know, you can do so many things and be so many different things. And that doesn't just mean that that's only what you are, you know? Well, you are, right? That's the whole point. You are. Exactly. Like, you exist. You are. You are. That's that's it. I am. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I do all of these things, but without those things, I still am. Yeah. And all of us have that with regardless of what titles and everything, what letters you have behind your name, whatever, where you went to school, all that, like we still have value, right? Why you gotta attack my letters? We <laughs> still have value with the right. letters, without the letters. <laughs> Just you're yeah. able to have them if you want more. I I, I know you, so you're gonna get more. No. You always get more. No. Something else is gonna happen where you're gonna have some more. So it's okay. <laughs> Those are okay. But you, you know what? I, I am beyond exactly. all letters. I am. And then that letter is gonna go. I am is gonna go on the end too. That's gonna be the <laughs> final one. You know, maybe all of us should just start putting I am as our letters in the back, and we can figure out what that means. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) But, you know, connecting to this idea that we have to be a certain something, you know? You have to do all of these asana to be a yoga teacher. You have to be able to stand on your head, walk on your hands, do all of these things, be calm and collected all of the time. Like, those are all ideas that are going to create suffering for you as a yoga teacher. And you basically, know? you have intrinsic value just by existing. Just you. <laughs> just you. Like, just yes, you, you can do all kinds of fancy things. I can attest to that. You can be fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but still without those those letters or without those shapes or without the the um, materialistic aspect, right? You mm -hmm. still exist. You still have value. You still are. Exactly. And that's where we lose, you know, where, where when we forget that we are without everything else is when we're suffering, you know, when, when we don't remind ourselves of our value, regardless of, you know, what car you're driving, how many people are in your class, you know, how many students you have or what, you know, how much money you're making. Like, that's not, that's not the reason. You know, yeah, that's not the I am. The I am exists without all of that. Mm -hmm. And that's what is important, you know. And that's the beauty of human, of humanity, of being human. Mm -hmm. It's like we can experience so much upheaval and so much change. And even though that change and the upheaval can be very painful or even cause suffering, Ultimately, we are so adaptable because of the I am, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we exist beyond all of these other things um, or, you know, until we no longer exist. But exactly. like we if we can acknowledge like, you know what? Things happen. And when those things happen, I get to feel how I feel. But I am regardless of all of those things happening and how I have to adjust and change yes. to my environment or my living situation. And that, you know, all the expectations that are floating around around us and that we're creating in our own mind and that other people are putting on us and that, you know, that happen to come our way mm -hmm. are not, are not directed to the I am, you know, and the you are. That's just the stuff It's trying to take you away from the I am so that you buy something else to make you feel mm -hmm. like you're back to that. Like that, that's the, the ultimate, you know, marketing tool is to say, well, you're not unless you have. Right. And so that's why it continues to perpetuate a scarcity mindset instead of being you know, abundant and knowing that you are, you know, right. we're always searching for something else to tell us, no, 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 you're not. No, no, no. You need this. You need that. You need it. Da, da, da. Do you? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Is it that simple? Do we all get caught in the trap potentially at times? I know. Oh, I yeah. Do. You know, I'm human. I, I'm i trying to, you know, do the best that I can. But over-identifying with certain aspects of who we are will lead us to suffer in ways that we have to suffer enough to get out of, you know. Mm -hmm. Totally. So that's Asmita. Um, that is Asmita. We are. <laughs> we are. And we'll remember we are. And we hope you remember that you are because that's important. Like yeah. You are and you deserve 
the best of whatever it is that you are calling in, you know, and, and if that's to get past the suffering that you're feeling and to find, you know, the space within mm-hmm. you to, to remove some of those obstacles, right, then that's the work we have to do. Mm-hmm. You know? And sometimes it's easy to see them and other times like, takes a long time (laughs) yeah long time and even even when you talk about it i mean this is over like going on almost 11 years (laughs) it's still hurt you know like it's still there it's a practice that's the point it's a practice right and like and other things will happen and you'll identify with them and then they'll get taken away from you and you're like oh uh," you know And yeah, and that's part of the whole ego death thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. we fear ego death. And at one point when we were tribal peoples, you know, um, with limited resources, like getting kicked out of the tribe would screw us. (laughs) You You would die. You You would die, you know. Um, But with, you know, over time and with with access to different technology and different groups, um, that's no longer the case however that sensation because it's evolutionary and it's survival still kicks in um so that that's why like focusing on the ego or egotism or the over identification of the i am this is important because you know it's it's an illusion Uh i mean i've been excommunicated from a faith Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that, that's pretty ego deathy, <laughs> you know, but I continue on. And we've, you know, Dan and I have talked about this multiple times being kicked out of many different communities. All the time. <laughs> so <laughs> You'd think we'd start with the I am this and we'd stop. <laughs> and, then, you know, you some of the things you don't know until you go through it and there are other parts where you may have a warning sign that you're not paying attention to because you're not ready. Yeah. And, you know, the more that I recall those experiences, the less that I put myself in the position where that's the case. You know, I don't right. teach in those kind of settings with that kind of clicky type mentality of people because I don't want it anymore and I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it to myself. There's no benefit in that for me. There's right. no amount of exposure that these type of people could give me that I will benefit from in 10 years that my career has already been. Like, yeah. it's not worth it, you know? And <clears throat> and maybe in your career, if you're starting off right now, you are going to go through these type of things where you're going to identify with somebody or some organization or some yoga group and it's not going to work out. And that's the thing that you have to <clears throat> understand that a lot of those times that there, there's a good reason that it's not working out, you know, mm-hmm. and some of the times you have to see what are the things that you're calling in and what are the things that are, you know, creating this dysfunction that's making you right. know, uh, my <clears throat> ego be like, what the hell is wrong with these people? They can't do their job. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like going back to like, <clears throat> you know, uh, over attachment to a community. Like mm-hmm. I am this, you know, I am this to this community. 
and that creating suffering because you're not, you might not be at the point that you can differentiate between your mind and your true self and you're over identifying with the group instead of identifying as yourself. Um, and then going into that back to avidya and, and ignorance, right? Thinking like, if this group accepts me, I'm going to be happy, <laughs> right? right? So that's, it, it all cycles through and it's, it's all a pattern that we repeat. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully over time, the repetition begins to diminish in, yes. in its extremity, I mean, in its extreme nature. And the way that it feels and how that it happens is different too. It's like the beginning when you're first doing it and then that's like the first time you feel mm -hmm. that exclusionary kind of moment, you know. Yeah. It's shocking. And it's like, oh my God, what happened? You know, you just had no idea, got blindsided, you know. Mm -hmm. That's different than it being a pattern of reoccurring things that have been happening to you on a regular basis. Because so we repeat ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we repeat ourselves. Because you continue to suffer until you cannot anymore. <laughs> yes. Which bring, will bring us to the next uh, talk next week, which is raga or uh, desire or attraction. Okay. And, you know, if you've ever craved something and then sought to seek that craving and then were dis attached to it we're attached to it and then you suffered because it wasn't as good as you thought in your mind right mm -hmm. you may have experienced draga <laughs> so we hope that you'll join us next week for raga and please listen to the archives of the podcast i think we have over 80 podcasts now which is awesome so there's wow. lots of things to listen to we're really grateful and thankful to everybody who has taken time to listen to our words and to share with us any information or, or comments and concerns. You can always find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're a little social media adverse at the moment, but yes. we're working on that. You know. <laughs> we're still showing up here every week. So I you know am. What? I that's, am. that's how it is. That's how it is. <laughs> so we hope yeah. that these podcasts, are a tool for you to listen to some words that maybe will help you to feel not so alone in your journey and i'm just really thankful that we've made it this far and mm -hmm. we're we're going forward we're keeping on trucking that's it we thank are you. <laughs> thank you